ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Season 1, Episode 7, Somebody Disseminated. Welcome everyone to episode 7 of your favorite Juggalo podcast, The Juggalo Rewind. I'm Peter, I'm here as always with Chris. What is going on, Chris? Howdy, how's it going? Oh, okay. 7, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, we're, that far. we're rocking and rolling so far. Halfway maybe? I don't know. They, uh, they said it wouldn't last. <laughs> Can't believe they're still having it. <laughs> By they, I mean us. Them, they... That's the second time. The Juggalo Rewind in general. <laughs> How many times are you going to make that joke this season? <laughs> All the way to the anniversary. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are the Juggalo Rewind. This is season one where we talk about most tasteless, and you already know that because you've been listening faithfully this whole time. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Juggalo RWD. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Juggalo Rewind. You can email us, juggalorwd at gmail.com. Website is Juggalo Rewind. We're finding a theme here. They're all very similar. <laughs> you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google, anywhere you listen to podcasts, except for YouTube. You can find us there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, Stitcher, I don't think we're on yet. Everyone's there. I'm uh, not sure we are. Just throw us in your Google search. You'll and find it somewhere. You'll find us somewhere. Also, don't forget that we have our ongoing contest all season long to win a brand new, uh, what do you call it, uh, edition, uh, brand new, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm, <laughs> where I'm spacing on that, a, a copy of Most Tasteless on vinyl. Yeah, not on CD, as Pete always says. Yes, vinyl, the another archaic form of media that Chris listens to that I don't, but I'm the asshole because I like CDs. <laughs> Anyways, you can win that vinyl three different ways. You can give us a review on Apple. You can find our pinned tweet, 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 easy for me to say, pinned tweet on Twitter and uh, share that and tag yourself so that we know who you are and follow us. I mean, not yeah, tag follow. Us. Because if you don't follow us, we won't find you. Yes, a follow and a retweet, as Pete stumbled around there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll stumble even worse on the third one. On Instagram, you find the post about the contest. Tag a friend, like it, and again, make sure to follow us so that we can find you. The Instagram post is buried a little bit. We try to share it to stories every once in a while so people you know, pop up on their feed so they know, oh, there it is. So, yeah. We should probably uh, repost that every once in a while just so it keeps... Yeah, true. You know, so we can make it easy for everyone to find. So You can do all those things to help the cause, which is spreading the word and getting your name in the running for a cool little prize. This week... We are talking. We're jumping right into it. Let's go. All right. We are talking episode seven, Somebody Dissing You by Twisted. It's a nice funky little one. I call this one Juggalo Elevator Music. <laughs> one of you called it Juggalo Elevator Music just now. <laughs> Five minutes ago when I found that sweet sample in it. We'll get to that later. We're going to get to that real quick. Um, as well, if we're going down our... Our normal list of things, and we obviously don't have a guest today, so we're just going to jump right into the song. You ready? Let's go. Somebody dissing you, uh, producer, 
the one, the only, Scott Sumner. Which we, I guess we, we've been still trying to get to the bottom of Scott Sumner, like how much work he's uh, he's done on these tracks. Uh, we've we've tried we've tried you know putting some feelers out there. We've heard a little bit from him, not right. second hand from him. That yes. he kind of says they brought a lot of this to him, and he you know didn't do much. So yeah, that that's the big question I think of this podcast is we love these scott sumner songs but yeah how much was his and how much was already you know twisted messing around is it they're heavily sampled that's one thing we could Very say. A lot of these, these are the ones are heavily sampled maybe that's why they're so sweet maybe by uh, the end of the season we'll get some more answers or we'll at least be able to share with everyone what we know because yeah. we've been gathering bits and pieces but we'll we'll save all that for the very we'll end. wrap it up sorry i put a little spoiler in there but that's okay well that'll keep people listening until the very end <laughs> Time on this track, 3 minutes and 33 seconds. It seems faster. It seems like a quick quick track, you know? Um, yeah, it does. But maybe it's the, uh, I don't know. I was about to say, is there like a weird, like long, oh, the outro was really it drags long. On. Yeah, but I, I was think. Say the two verses kind of fly by. It's a fun little quick one, but yeah, 333, I guess. More, more like a three minute track. Probably. 333, like the Zug Island CD. Oh, it's all, I do that one. It's all coming through. <laughs> don't, don't get me started. As we said, this is a number seven on the track listing for the original Most Tasteless, and it is not, I repeat, it is not on the reissue. We had we had a one there. Our last one was on both. A little you know change in, change in the flow, but yeah, now we're back to an OG one. Yeah, it goes back to one of my early statements this season that it's the... Uh, Kind of taking the Sumners out of the uh, the equation. Here. I wouldn't say the Sumners. I would say more the uh, the ones that have a very HOK feel, and this one definitely well, yeah. has that. I feel like those are all the Scott Sumner. Well, songs. they definitely are, but there's a few Sumner ones that um, kind of have a more of a twisted sound. Uh, hmm. Those first couple are uh, all timers, or as you'd say, you know, they're in the pantheon. You're such a suck ass. <laughs> I don't know why you're bowing down to the the boss like that. Who? You. Who's the boss? <laughs> you. You're the boss. <laughs> I'm not the boss of anybody. <sighs> so as we said, this is not on the reissue, but it's number seven on the original. That being said, uh, it's not on the demo. It's not on the House of Horrors tour. So this was kind of kind of an anomaly in the in the world here. Like it wasn't one of the originals that they brought right. with them, but it was clearly one that they had made. Mm-hmm. So it's uh. I don't know, we kind of split the era between like pre and post signing, but this one's kind of in the gray area, there. right in the middle. Yeah, uh, like, it definitely. We go through the lyrics and the sound. It definitely feels like a pre a pre signing uh, track, but yeah, maybe it's one they didn't feel that high on. I mean, yeah, they, they at least had it in their back pocket, but they didn't uh, didn't throw it out there at the very beginning. So we'll get to it later. I feel like it doesn't really mesh with uh, the rest of this album. Yeah, there's some weirdness to it, but we'll get to that, as you said. Um, So those are kind of the details on the actual track. You want to jump right into the lyrical dive? Yeah, we could we could get rolling. There's um, oh, if you had had something else to say, we were just talking about being on the House of House of Horrors tour. I was curious. You seen it live ever? I don't remember ever seeing this live. This song live? Um, I mean, maybe early on. I don't know. It's kind of hard to see. Um, I would like to say, we, we haven't mentioned it this season, but when we say, have they done anything live off of the CD, they did the Most Tasteless tour. Right. So they did all these songs live 
very recently. Yeah, but, but that's we, a special occasion. Yes. Of when we problem. say it, we mean like, did they do it on a regular basis on a normal, yeah, normal tour? tour? Not I, I'm just clearing the, you know. <laughs> Don't get all uh, shitty with me. <laughs> I was agreeing with you. <laughs> Calm down over there. Uh, what was the original question? Oh, do they ever play it live? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look. Like, I'm sure we can. Give. I was just curious if you, you know, if you remember ever hearing it. That's uh, one I don't remember ever hearing. I'm really bad at that, so I really. Cause I'm not one of these people who's like, oh yeah, they played that at Gathering '04, and it yeah. was awesome. I'm like, I, that just doesn't resonate with me. So we can figure that out. I'm sure. This is a good place to uh, note this. At the end of the season, we're likely going to have a wrap-up show that kind of ties up questions that mm-hmm. we had. But if also, if you follow us on social media, especially on Instagram, every week when we post, when we post, when Chris posts the new episode graphic, a lot of people take that opportunity to use the comments to kind of answer our questions, and we have a good back and forth. Right. So if you want to follow along with us, just follow us on Instagram. Yeah, that, any, that could be the any best. questions we have, you might know. Dive in there. Give us some. Uh, give us some feedback. Yeah, it's a nice little back and forth with everyone. So, uh, if you've seen it live, let us know. I'm sure. I'm sure they have. I just can't think of it off the top. Yeah, of my head. I mean, early on they don't have a lot to pull from, so they probably were. You know, it's a solid song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about that, but uh, their opening on the uh, Wiki Clowns from Outer Space tour, they don't have a ton of material, and they're probably playing. Yeah, basically the whole album. Yeah, they're playing for at least a half hour, so I mean they got to be playing a lot of songs. Right. There's a there's some out there. If you go on YouTube, you can search some shitty videos. Yeah. <sighs> oh, da, 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 where are we going? Oh, we were going lyrics. You were trying to avoid the lyrics because you didn't <laughs> no, want to talk about us. I was just thinking of the the tour there and wanted to wanted to bring that up. All right. Avoidance is the key. <laughs> We've kind of gone back and forth this season with two types of songs, and I think we'll do that forever and ever. You either have the storytelling song or the just kind of what we call random rapping sounding good song. The drive around in your truck, not in your head track. That's what this is to me. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't really like tell a story, but we can still go through and talk, you know, just a little bit about each verse or right. whatever tickles our fancy about said song. <laughs> For going through this, uh, let me look at my notes real quick. Da, da, da. Oh, it's funny that I have live question mark on yeah, my notes, see? so it's like you're looking over my shoulder. Before we dive into that, now you may have alluded to it already. It definitely does have like an HOK sound. You know the the beat, the aura. It's, mm-hmm. It is very old school for them. Yeah. So it sounds cleaner than a usual house crazies, but of course, you know they're having better production at this point. So, um, but the actual the the, you know, the music of the beat the type of song the flow all feels hok like right but yeah that's was kind of my point the beat even yeah. just like the, the bits and pieces that make it you can tell are uh they brought it with them right that's what i'm saying and what the song is about maybe we're jumping a little ahead but uh i don't know if there's like an overlying theme to this do, do you have like a I just <laughs> I wrote down song about violence question mark <laughs> it's it's uh, very uh like secondhand smoke which is a song about I guess weed kind of or this is you know yeah more of a song about violence 
but some weed in there as well, maybe. I also have like revenge and shit talking. Like a lot I think, of shit talking. That's a good one. I think it's more like they're. I don't even know how to explain it. Like they're going after people that are talking about them. Like it's. Yeah, is it a um, diss track in general? But it doesn't really feel that they're yeah. calling out anyone in particular. Right. Like nothing. Nothing to a specific person or group of people, but just a. Hey, if you're talking shit, I yeah. know, and and I'm, you know, not a fan of said shit talking. <laughs> it feels just uh, they're puffing their chest, they're flexing. They said, "Ooh, we got we got signed." <laughs> Fuck you all! Wow, <laughs> Jesus! I don't think that's what. <laughs> we got signed. Fuck you! <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, that's it. One just feels like they're they're bragging and they're boasting. I brag and I boast about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're bragging. I think they're just saying, if you're... I guess I mean, not bragging. Like I said, they're, they're feeling good. They're they're feeling cocky and confident. They're just letting you know. That's And they'll, they'll beat your ass if you don't agree. <laughs> beat your ass. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> What's with you and calling people bitch? They always, uh, they drop bitch very... Uh, uh, Freely? And, and just it, uh, very intense, like, you know, yeah. it, it hits hard on some of these tracks. I agree. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about how there's an HOK sound right off the bat. First line, they call me Hack Deck. Right. So we've gone back and forth with that. That doesn't necessarily mean that they wrote it or that they recorded it before Psychopathic. That could just be their own nicknames for each other, but it's still kind of a telling sign that. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing it. After this album, really, right? Uh, Mr. Bones, more so than Hectic, pops up maybe once in a while. I was just thinking that as we said it. After Most Tasteless, are there any songs that aren't like on a cryptic collection or whatever right. where they reference each other by those names? I feel like Mr. Bones has been. But Hectic, I don't believe ever has. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. So, again, this is... More evidence. Oh Jesus! I almost just <laughs> choked myself on the cold microphone cord. That uh, more evidence that this is in that gray area between CDs. Maybe they just didn't know what their names were going to be. True. So you're going through Monoxide's verse here. Uh, I have a couple notes down towards the middle where it says heads get cracked with baseball bats. I love the sound it makes when it pings. Mm-hmm. I hate aluminum baseball bats. <laughs> like, you ever just watch the College World Series and it's just all like, bing, yeah. <laughs> bing. Like, that's horrible. Like, I, I, I'm a wooden you bat like wooden? I mean, yeah, traditionalist, but do you ever like hit a aluminum bat like on cement and rail your hands or, you know, or hit a ball and it hits in the right spot and your hands mm-hmm. are gripped? That shit hurts. <laughs> I just I, I like the uh, sanctity of baseball with the wooden bat. I don't I don't like the aluminum bat. But you think it makes that ping when he hits someone in the head? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it would. I think it'd be more of a, thump, you know. <laughs> yeah, there'd definitely be something else cracking, not the not I the mean, bat. I guess if you hit a skull in the right spot, maybe it'd ping. I don't know. <laughs> what were you about to say? Let's try. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, let's take a look. Say, I was saying this is a little. Uh, a uh, little call ahead, a little you know, glimpse of the uh, bust your head open. You know, that's the same thing. It's interesting. There's a lot of uh, what do you call it foreshadowing here yeah. in the CD. I think this yeah. this track for sure. I wrote down a few things that they kind of uh, allude ahead to. What do I have here? Uh, it's interesting. I don't know if we'll ever dig into this, but in this song, and I think maybe the next couple, uh, as I've looked ahead, I've noticed they. I don't want to say they don't get enough credit, but the way that they 
I don't know, like the imagery is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because I've never actually sat and read their lyrics. So maybe they have this all throughout. Let's see what I'm looking at in particular. Uh, like, leave you with no sign of recollection, rearrange your whole memory section. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an interesting way of saying, like, I'm going to fucking bash your brains in with, <laughs> and, like, leave you with amnesia. Right. You know, like, that's good wordplay. The next two lines down, covered in cornstalks, prote- protected by the oak trees. Talking, I, What I take that as is, like, he's burying his victim. Like, I thought I thought he was referencing his future uh, self and wizard of the hood. Jesus, he's, he's a scarecrow. He's covered in cornstalks <laughs> in the middle of the forest. Will you stop? Will you stop? <laughs> I'm also touching the wrong uh, volume here. Uh, as you're yelling into the mic, um, no. Anyways, I'm trying to make a point, and you're just being random and stupid. That's not random. He was a scarecrow. He was. And he's in the cornfields. Okay, why do I even bother? Um, we both noticed as we were studying for this. Uh, da, da, if I get hit by the cops, I'm going out like Val Kilmer. And you've never seen the movie no, that they. No, that's why I asked. I'm so, like, it's got to be a movie from that era, but which is crazy again. Like good wordplay that the it very heat right the after. very next line heat the whole squad and. I assume that is referencing the movie Heat. Mm. Did you watch that clip that I sent you? No, because I want to watch the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's got... It's fucking star-studded, which yeah. is like the, the... It's Pacino, Kilmer... Isn't, uh, is De Niro is Nick in Nolte it? in it? I don't know if Nick Nolte's in it. Why would, why would that make it star-studded? <laughs> He's a big name. It's not blue chips. <laughs> That's the only Nick Nolte that I recognize. <laughs> but no, that's a really good movie, and, and what they're... I haven't seen it in goddamn 20 years, but uh, the scene they're referencing is when, spoiler alert, when they have a shootout with the cops, and it is insane. I mean, it is just machine guns constantly, like fucking Rambo in the middle of a <laughs> city. Uh, so yeah, going out like Val So is Kilmer. Val Kilmer a bad guy in it? I mean, I haven't seen it in forever, but if you're having a shootout with the cops, I'm assuming that you're the bad guy. <laughs> I, I know that maybe... Uh, those of the juggalo persuasion <laughs> don't think that you're the bad guy if the cop is coming after you, but uh, if you're uh, robbing a bank or you've got a fucking machine gun, you're probably the bad guy. I mean, he's Batman, right? You can't be a bad guy. <laughs> I've never see Val Kilmer as a bad guy. <laughs> Here we go. He's not my Batman. <laughs> Who's your Batman? Um, I don't know. Who's your favorite Batman? Adam West. Uh, that's the real answer, one hundred percent. I that's what I. Did you ever watch the the DVD and they have the you know the commentary and it's him and uh, who who plays Robin? Uh, Burt Ward. Burt Ward, and it's just them talking. And then like when I can't remember <laughs> the, the woman who plays Catwoman, and they're just like Julian Newmar. They're just like fawning over her and like, wow, man, look how good she looks. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, man, you guys are creeping. That's great. Uh, no, you're right. Adam West is the the best Batman. But if you're going movie Batman, who are you going? Uh, I mean, for the movie, it's got to be the the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Like, yeah, it was that Christian be, Bale? Yeah, but he, I don't think he's the best Batman. But those movies were the best. Yeah, I don't know. I may go with them. Not George Clooney. Yeah. Or uh, I haven't seen the Affleck ones. I hear he's okay. Yeah, I don't mind him. What I about, don't know. What about Jamie Madrox? <laughs> what about Jamie Madrox? <laughs> he's Batman. Uh, we went off on a tangent there. I apologize. <laughs> that to was everyone. me pulling us back. See, I'm doing my job. 
I'm pretty sure you're the one that pushed this off into that. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, Val Kilmer's not a bad guy. I don't think it's weird to hear. <laughs> you really, really want to go off on a tangent that he hasn't, wasn't he like Wyatt Earp in, uh, oh, yeah, in yeah. Tombstone? <laughs> He's one of those guys that like, and me and my wife talk about this all the time. He's obviously famous, right? Mm-hmm. He's a huge movie star. Why? Like what? <laughs> f- five movies he's been in. Yeah. Go. I mean, what? What's he been in in the past twenty years? Well, that doesn't. I, not even that. But like, why did he get famous? Like, what? What was he big in that like he blew up in? Batman, right? <laughs> no, he was big before Batman. Yeah. I don't know. But we can't name him. Like, why is he a huge name? He's a hunk. Have you seen him lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> Google that while I talk about my uh, my next spot here. Also interesting that he ends this lyric with murder for hire. Better believe I deliver. Like, I, I feel like the whole song is about, like, just ran, not random acts of violence, but getting back at people who are wronging them. And it's just funny that it's like murder for hire. Like, now he's a hitman. It's kind of. He went from weird. a serial killer a few songs back to now he's getting paid to kill. Maybe. So, yeah, I don't know if there's much more with the uh, Monoxide verse. I always wondered this one, the very beginning here. Bitch, back off. Too late your bitch is spread out, you jack off. So is he having sex with someone's woman, and that other guy's jacking off, and that's making the other guy wish no. he was dead off the planet? What is what? <laughs> what is he alluding to? What are you that? talking about? <laughs> I assume he's calling him a jack off, not he's like literally saying, you, Chris, I, I was thinking are in the act of jack. Why, does, with why does every goddamn episode start with you talking about jacking off? Because <laughs> they, they talk about it a lot. <laughs> why? Why? We had a whole song about Madrox jerking off on pillows. <laughs> a whole song? <laughs> <laughs> like he just, the song was called fucking Jerk Off. I, it came across to me as that he was uh, sleeping with this guy's girl, so that guy stuck jacking off and he's just wishing he was dead off the planet because Monoxide sleeping with his woman and he stuck jacking off. Wow, I, I really thought he was just calling him like a jerk off. Like I didn't Yeah, think... I mean, it sounds like that's what he's saying, but... You're taking that real literally. The other parts of the song, what is it? What are they talking about then? I, I don't. Well, know. C falls up, can't understand it. Let me explain. And then he just talks about something else. So it doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> he much doesn't like, explain it. Much like our podcast, we just take you in one direction and then just <laughs> right in another direction. I think that's the uh, theme of this song is is uh, non sequiturs and <laughs> yeah. inconsistencies. That's the uh, it's what we do best. So. Maybe it's a good thing we're doing this. <laughs> also, if we're still talking about this, even though I tried to close it out five minutes ago, the verse where he says, freeze, motherfuckers, like, mm-hmm. I think because the this may be a, a not a staple, but I may talk about this in the future. When the beat changes like that, I think it's interesting. Like, it that catches my ear. Oh, yeah. His verse kind of... Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I don't want to say the song sucks, but, like, it's probably <laughs> not one of my favorites. I but, like, like all of like his verse just kind of blends together in my head and memory. Like nothing sticks out, but that part because the beat changes and it kind of just like changes his voice. Like the freeze, motherfucker. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Like now I'm doing my Chris impression. I'm like doing a bad song. But. I do like Monoxide's voice, and this is early on, so his voice isn't as raspy sounding. But I do like when he starts like kind of singing and stuff mm-hmm. later on. And yeah, this is almost maybe the first hint of that type of deal. Well, speaking of singing. Let's just get right to the hook. <laughs> I wrote horrible hook. Like, I, d- I know, I guess I'm not artistic. 
I know where they're going with it. It just sounds like, you know, they're boys and it's like not polished, but mm-hmm. it's fucking awful. Like it <laughs> um, just I just it's just there, I don't know. Yeah. It's like they're trying to sing it, it's just I don't think it's good. And also, do we know who it is? Is it maybe we're um because we know what's to come, but is that supposed to be like Madrox and, and Blaze? They're singing the hook you saying? Yeah. I always thought it was just Madrox. I feel like it's more than one voice. I thought maybe they just like doubled it up or, you know, layered it. All throughout the song, especially at the beginning and the end, you can hear there's like chatter in the background, Mm -hmm. like they're in the studio, which is cool. I think we talked about that on another episode. But I feel like that just turns into the hook. Like it's just, hey, who's in the studio today? We're just going to like have them sing along. Quote unquote sing along. Like, and it's. I'm sorry, but it's just it, it doesn't hit home. The for background me. always makes it feel like they're just like at a party and like sitting around. And that, that you know, kind of the song has that feel. They're just sitting around f- like freestyling almost, or like mm-hmm. you know, spitting random lines of each other. And that's kind of how the song feels. So yeah. that that's background noise fits on that end to me. But yeah, the hook in general is it's just feel like it's there to like break it up, so you're not just flowing on top of each other. You know, yeah. one after the other. There's nothing to it. Oh, I think it's not that great. But. <laughs> I apologize to Twisted for saying that it's not great, but we can't like everything. Not everything can be a time. Now I'm sitting here as Chris is getting a refill on his beer. I will be editing this out later on. <laughs> or, or I'll keep it in because it'll be funny. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how, how it goes. Back. As we're watching... Nick Gage and Grim Reefer. Verse number two, Mr. Jamie Madrox. I think this is another uh, another type of verse that we're going to see more of in the future. Obviously, we've talked about how Twisted has like a horror element to them, mm-hmm. but I feel like this in particular, he's almost going with like a, a supernatural element. I, don't know, I, I think that'll come up more in the future, but it definitely adds to their, what do you call it, their persona, their I, gimmick. It's not like... Not saying that ICP's lyrics at this time are like realistic. I'm not looking for like realistic shit, but I mean, he's talking like, you know, uh, uh, pulling your soul out of your chest and putting it in this glass jar. And like in other songs, they talk about, you know, like Nosferatu and just yeah. like space and shit. Like, I just, it's not bad. I just, uh, it adds to their mystique that they're like, it's a little less realistic. Even in like a cartoony sense, they're like. Right. I don't know. I like when he's he's talking about that ill preacher preaching a sermon. I like that type of stuff where it's like a creepy. Um, what would you? What do you call that? Uh, macabre sounding. <laughs> uh, you know, weird religious creepy. Yeah, soul stuff. That, right. All that. Yeah, they have a lot of that, and there's uh, Madrox lines. I dig that stuff. It's funny. Like we'll just jump right to that where you were talking about the preacher and the sermon. Right after that, I wrote foreshadowing lyrics because he talks about the he's got an X on his head, right. so you know what side he's on. That yeah. feels like it's a very like freak show era oh, yeah. thing. Freak show had a lot of that on there for sure. And uh, they start dropping that a little bit here and there on uh, on here. If you go back to the beginning of his verse, he uh, mentions ISI, which for those who don't know, it's short for Infamous Superstars Incorporated. Which, as the story goes, that was the original name that Twisted wanted to be called. And then Psychopathic was just trying to get different names out of them, and they ended up with Twisted. I mean, they definitely picked the better of the two. Yes, that would have been definitely a mouthful. 
Do you think they wanted an abbreviation because of ICP? Like, ooh, that would have been real bad too. Like, yeah, hey, too. everyone, come to see us. You know, at the Toledo I- Amphitheater. ISI. Yeah, that'd be weird. I don't think they thought that through. I think we've heard that that was just like their crew name. Yeah, but uh, I have gathered that that's what they wanted their name, like their rap name, to be. And maybe they threw this in there when they were kind of half-assed in between names. Maybe that was their crew name. But, yeah, they definitely drop it twice in this verse alone. So. Yeah, I mean, between that and the hectic, this definitely feels like, yeah, maybe they wrote this post-HOK, but they definitely wrote it without any intent, like any idea of Who what they they're, you know, they're going to be. You know, they're, <laughs> Do you think it was written the same time all the demo stuff was? Like, it feels I mean, like it. And it just it, didn't, you know, when, they, when you listen to them all together, this definitely doesn't stand out like the demo ones. Right. If not at the same time, definitely, you know, right after. Right. Or... Again, that weird gray area where, like, they're signed. They know they're signed. But Psychopathic is like, you need to bring us eight more songs. And mm-hmm. so they go back and still do the shit like they knew how to do it. Right. And then they bring all that to the table, and Psychopathic is like, well, we need to sprinkle in <laughs> sprinkle in <laughs> our stuff. So, yeah, this is definitely that like, that gray area in between. Yeah. Where it's, this is just up to Madrox and, and Monoxide. What else do we have with his uh, lyrics? Um, the one thing I do like, and we can... Uh, we're going out of order here. Towards the end, where he says, fuck a beat, because I rock acapella, mm-hmm. I love that they drop the beat when mm-hmm. he does that. It's just it's perfect. I, I don't I know always if, just rock back and forth when I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's always had stage when he sings like that. He goes back and forth. <laughs> I, I can see him rapping along back and forth like that. There's not enough uh, like common sense rapping there. You're, you're talking about being a cappella, drop the beat, right? And then it like kind of stays off for the next couple. That whole you know. sequence of lines is great. Maybe because he's talking about a pumpkin coach. I enjoy that smoking roach after roach. Get some French toast in the morning. What a lucky motherfucker! Yeah, there's nothing wrong with French toast. <laughs> Everything he got there is a fantastic deal. Man, not much better than a good French toast. <laughs> That's like a vacation breakfast for me. That's yeah. not like a, I get up and make a nice fat French toast. Yeah, I don't make French toast much. I'm making a lot of oats. <laughs> Trying to keep that cholesterol down. <laughs> Old ass man with your your uh, steel cut oats. I do, yeah. Got to let that simmer for like 25 minutes. It's a benefit of working from home. <laughs> I'm not smoking roach after roach in a coach. <laughs> that's the benefit. Not that you actually don't get up and work like everyone else. <laughs> I'm working. And again, he drops the ISI, ISI line at the end of that. Then, yeah. That drops out, too, with a lot of, like you said, background chatter. Like, he drops the, that final line. I feel like you hear like him yelling and like a bunch of commotion going mm-hmm. on, right? Is that? I think so. That's part of, like, right after his verse, and then it's just, like, what seems like an eternity. Of just <laughs> the beat going on and on and, and winding down. I don't know. you have anything else on Mr. Monoxide's? Uh, oh, Mr. Monoxide. <laughs> Mr. Madrox's lyrics here. No, I like it. I think it sounds good. It's uh, nice little par- party track is how I feel it is. Yeah, I, I don't hate Madrox's verse. Like, if we're picking ones, I'd probably pick this one. But yeah, it's still not my favorite song in the world, but I, I like his verse. It's, right. it's all right. Now, a lot of weed stuff in this, which we've been saying that's kind of uh, becomes their theme going forward. Yeah, they mentioned it a couple times, but. Got 10 on the weed because we all high on. What does he say? Is that what he says? Something like that? Uh, yeah. Also, to go back to like the real, what we think the whole song is about, he doesn't really talk about it at all through the song, but then he says, uh, 
fuck a disc because you let your color show too many times. It goes way deeper than rhymes. Like, is he saying that people talk shit in song, but it's deeper than that? Like, yeah. if you really have a problem with them, you're, if you're dissing. Yeah, this all you, feels like a diss, but yeah, it doesn't, I mean, again, who knows? They could be dissing someone specific, but it doesn't feel like it's anyone specific, at least. Yeah, no, it's more of an overall, like, <laughs> we can relate to this. <laughs> like, our friends who we think are our friends, but then they're just, shit talking you behind your back like that's kind of what this song's all about right it's just hey if you're gonna talk shit about yeah, us yeah i guess yourself. it's a general uh yeah general theme of that like i'm just trying I guess to anyone can relate to it i'm trying to take you down from your there i'm being high and mighty and <laughs> whatever you were saying before <laughs> so they're pumping their chest they're feeling good talking shit just a nice little shit talking song there's nothing wrong with a little shit talking <laughs> yeah. song so that is the quick <laughs> Three and a half minute song. It's like the you're right when you said it's three and a half minutes, but it's only two verses. Yeah, it's crazy. And the, the hook doesn't go on for a long time. It's just those couple lines. Yeah, and then the ending is just takes forever. Uh, those are the lyrics. Um, I mean, we've talked about obviously the history of you know where it came from. We'll skip over the the history real quick, and we'll come back to it. Other versions that we found this song on, on other albums. Obviously, we, as we said, it didn't make it to the reissue. But much like the songs that didn't make it to the reissue, it made its way to Psychopathics from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, that was the catch-all for what didn't. <laughs> it might as well have been called, yeah, fucking Most Tasteless 1.5. Um, <laughs> it's like three songs, at least. Is everything they got cut off, right? Is tossed on there? At least, th- I think, threes, without looking at the list, I think three songs made it there, and then another two, if not one, doubled up onto Cryptic. Right. The split between one and two. Because, like, Smoke Breaks made it on the second one, I think. Right. So, yeah, they all found a place. It's just Psychopathics from Outer Space was definitely a catch-all. <laughs> um, I mean, because that was, uh, we assume a lot of it's the samples did make clearance or whatever, which, you know, it's crazy that an Vogue one is still <laughs> floating out yeah, there. You but just, you always stick to the, you know, it's got to be the samples. It's not because <laughs> well, fucking ICP didn't want, you know, there are other songs on there. I was saying that's why it's thrown on to Psychopaths, because you don't have to worry about nothing, because that's... Some bootleg ass album. <laughs> You're such a suck ass company, man. <laughs> I was, I'm trying to get to the bottom of why they were thrown on there. You're an investigative reporter, guys. Yes. <laughs> Act like it. Don't be so biased. <laughs> you and your <laughs> You and your fake news over there. Broadcast journalist. <laughs> uh, anyways. So yeah, that was a. Uh, 99, so the fall of 99, that would have found its way onto Psychopathics from Outer Space. It also found its way onto their Cryptic Collection CD, which came out uh, at the Gathering 2000, which I, that's why I want to like make this timeline accurate, because it, it, it feeds into where I'm going with this. And that's so, the first Gathering, right? You're at, yes, yes. G- Gathering 2000 was at Novi. The, the Novi Expo Center. <laughs> we ever do an episode about it we have the perfect guest <laughs> for no fucking reason <laughs> <laughs> that cd debuted at the gathering i think everyone was kind of uh they knew it was coming and it was like the second you know twisted cd so people were i mean obviously it was like a, a best of slash forgotten freshness style yeah they're forgotten freshness but it was still new music that people were, were clamoring for right. twisted so people were excited about it this song was on it, but it was a different version. It featured a verse, a 
squeezed in between Madrox and Monoxide from who we would now know as Blaze You Dead Homie. Who You Dead Who? <laughs> and I find this important to note that this came out at the Gathering 2000. Blaze's CD also came out at the Gathering. The EP? Yes. And that was his first show, too. Okay. He would have been on Dumpin' before that. So that was in 99. That came Uh, out winter, right? Like in 99? Like a little bit after Psychopathics? Because I bought them both together in like the winter, I remember. We've talked about that. I think it, I don't know if it was at the very beginning of the tour, but those two were definitely meant to be on the Psychopathics from Outer Space tour. Okay. So I think you've said you got them either at Hollow Wicked or like Rock of Ages, like in the middle of like. I remember being, like, freezing, you know? (laughs) That's every trip up there. (laughs) So, yeah, you would have known Blaze, but only from... Only from dumping, really. Which is crazy. Yeah, they just toss him in it. Before he was Blaze, he was Cell Block. And then, if you went to the Gathering and you bought all these CDs, you would have listened to this and been like, who is this? And Mm -hmm. fucking, if that is the case, fucking Blaze's verse came strong. (laughs) Real strong, as I flip my notes here um i mean we're obviously we're blaze fans to to say that the first things you would have heard would be him as cell block and then this song and then the ep yeah good lord <laughs> what a fucking start so um kicking back a little bit they play one of the ep songs at the end of cryptic collection right is that where that uh you're right is that is that shit talkers is on cryptic at the very end where they're like they have the little skit with, like, Jed Thumpman. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Everybody's talking about Blaze, big baller. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's the end of Cryptics. I always remember that as my, like, first memory of Blaze. Like, that's the first time you knew who he was? Not new, but, like, it stood out, which wouldn't have made sense, because I've, you know, heard, I would have heard this song first. Our timelines are always so far off when we're talking about Juggalo <laughs> nonsense. I don't know why. Yeah, um, put it down is at the end of Cryptic Collection. The first one doesn't end with renditions of reality. It ends with renditions, but then the Blaze one's buried at the end of it. Really? So that's I remember me and cousin Aaron hanging out, and I'm like, check out this dude Blaze at the end, which is yeah, funny because like you said, the Somebody Edition you remix is earlier in the CD, but like the put it down it was track where at you the like, very end buried is where I was like, oh together. shit, this is sweet. That's weird. Like I. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I've listened to it. I just, maybe I don't, uh... It's been a while. Yeah. Listening to it, you know, straight through like that. But yeah, that's, just thinking of, you know, memories of first time you hear them. That's definitely, yeah. It would have of... had to been Riders dumping, but like, my brain registers, oh, I remember hearing that. Maybe because I was like, all right, this is going to be his first song. Like, you know what I mean? Right. What up, y'all? Yeah, let me tell y'all a little story about a motherfucker that I know, they Blaze. Now, every time we roll up a joint, motherfuckers always be talking about Blaze, Blaze, Blaze. Man, fuck Blaze. This motherfucker acting like he put it down for the hood. Talking about everybody know Blaze, big baller. I don't give a fuck. Damn motherfucker don't get no special treatment from me. Look at Sarasa, little Eric. You know the motherfucker down the way in the wheelchair? I hate that motherfucker. And I don't show him no special treatment. So Blaze can kiss my ass. Let's <laughs> get to. <laughs> Every time I Blaze, big baller. Uh, I don't give a fuck. fuck. 
I guess, yeah, like I know that we always reference it, but I didn't realize that was on where it was, where yeah. it was. Yeah. Sorry. I threw you off track. Yeah, here, no, but... that's okay. There's nothing wrong with talking about blaze. I just fear that you're wrong. <laughs> and I don't want to hear the, hear, the re- hear the repercussions of people emailing us saying, you know, homie jiggles got my back. I know it. <laughs> He always does agree with you, and he never agrees with me. So we'll get him on this podcast later this season, and we'll fucking give him the one-two. I, I got your back. Pizza. He's grilling everyone on this show. <laughs> Why do I have to be the bad guy? Why are you making me out to be the Because you juggle a royalty. <laughs> uh, so the uh, Blaze verse. There's two things I want to mention about this song, so let's just go through the Blaze verse real quick. He mentions... ISI here too, so it kind of lends to it all to three me- of them drop it right. So yeah, all three dropping the ISI. Um, and uh, Monoxide like didn't totally drop it. He talks about um. Oh yeah, he doesn't. <sighs> I thought he said something close, but not like they would. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, and that could be a different song. Uh, you're confusing me. You're confusing <laughs> Sorry. me, Chris. Sorry, keep going. So it kind of lends to the fact that I think either that's like their crew name or that they thought that's what their group name was going to be or Blaze fucking wanted to be with them. Which <laughs> Blaze just like sandwiched myself in this Yeah, thing. he's like, hell yeah, I want to be part of your group. <laughs> but I got another group right after that. <laughs> yeah, and then he drops the BKI line, which is the Big Kids Incorporated, which I don't know if they've ever officially said it, but is that like just him and Madrox's clique? The two fat guys. So this is very much, if you're a wrestling fan, this is very Bullet Club of like 2016. <laughs> like you have the Bullet Club, you have the Elite, you have the Super Elite, you have the fucking, what were them and Hangman? The Bucks and Hangman? Uh, the Hung Bucks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like every subgroup, every two or three guys had their own name or, within or the NWO group. Or NWO 99, he had... NWO Black and uh, Red, you had uh, Wolfpack, you had the B-Team who was on uh, Thunder. <laughs> the B-Team. My favorite's the NWO B-Team. There's nothing wrong with the B-Team. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's uh, kind of what the BKI talks about. What's uh, Undertaker's crew? Bone who? Crusher. Oh, Undertaker. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, um, Bone Click, what's his... Uh, Bo- BSK. BSK, all right. I was getting confused here. I'm like, they're kind of I know, blended I'll, together. That's there. I'm like, is that BKI? <laughs> Take her be like, big blaze, I'm coming after you. They're both. Two dead men. <laughs> yeah, what a main event. <laughs> Who's the best dead man? What, what a main event. <laughs> you think Big Mark can uh, can flow like blaze? Big Mark and Big is Chris, right? Yep. First of all, you dropped a real name after we early on said, said we were we going can't. to. <laughs> yeah, good job. Way to be an asshole. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, we're talking about Blaze. Well, really now? Talking about Blaze here. And this verse, I don't know. I think it's strong. I, I think it's real sweet. Maybe it's just because I like Blaze's delivery and Blaze's voice. This, and someone can correct us if we're wrong, has to be about a specific person, right? I mean... It lends to the whole, hey, there's someone out there, we'll call him, you know, person X, mm-hmm. that is talking shit about me, and I know you're talking shit about me, and now I'm just going to fucking, you know, rail you, just for the uh, whole verse. But It could be, but... You think it's just in... Ju- <laughs> the studio is falling apart as we speak. Um, I mean, a lot of these lines, though, I just feel like it could be direct to anybody. 
outside of maybe the Puffy Combs imposter, <laughs> I don't uh, know. Like it just feels like it, yeah, it could just be it to anyone. It's just it it comes way harder than the other two. I also feel like that you said I'm on my man's nuts. Not true. Like did yeah. did, did he like have a friendship with someone and then he decided to go with Twisted and they like held it against him for like picking them. Jesus, I would have said it's about scraps. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, these are all. We're nowhere just throwing names out there. We're yeah, because dis- he was, dis- he was with Lavelle, anymore. right? The that time frame. No, or was that it was after. A- no, ABK was with Lavelle. Oh yeah, they were yeah. in Crazy Clan. Yeah, but then you're right. That was Crazy Clan. Blaze was with Scraps and Two Crazy Devils. Yeah, that's what it was. All two like, crazy man, all eight of those guys were just all in different groups. Yeah, <laughs> different groups within each other, and then they just like switch oh, it up, talking each other. Maybe Ooh, speculation. Uh, all those like hunting those down just sidetrack hunting that shit down back in that day that was, was so like cr- yeah. fun and cool like chasing down tapes of yeah like, oh my god poor quality but like yeah. it was so cool that two crazy devils is just is a horrible quality like, i don't know if, i'm sure someone's cleaned it up since then but my god at the time it was just, but it was so cool to oh, hear yeah, to find it for sure it's funny just now that i'm looking at the sheet and we're talking about that the clicks within a click mm-hmm. it's kind of like m&e right now like, yeah, for sure. They have, you know, riders is everyone, and everyone has their own group, and Blaze is with ROC in a group, we, and then they have, like, we side just talking about the Zooligans and, like, the whole, the, yeah. the whole little culture. <laughs> uh, and they have the Venomous Five. Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah, there's... Everyone within the group has their own subgroup. That's always been a juggalo thing, I feel like, from the start. Because it, it goes back to wrestling, almost. It does. ICP never really did that. You yeah, never, I think it did. No, not like this. They had the uh, super villains and those are super groups. And these are like, I think it's. But that had everyone in it. It was the same fucking five people. It's True. not like like Shaggy and DJ Clay didn't call Something themselves separate. like you know dickhead A and B, and then like, <laughs> well, weren't J and Esham? Did they have a name? E and J. <laughs> <laughs> fucking original <laughs> E and J. Um. But yeah, that's more what I was going with. The, like the, the yeah, magic ninjas kind of like taking that on, yeah, which would make sense because this that was, was the original, from them. Yeah, them all, yeah, jumping on each other, shit like that. This is all to say that fucking blazes verse. I I love <laughs> of all three of them. I might like blazes the most. What do yeah, you think? maybe. What I do don't you think know. about that? I think uh, my my juggalo jukebox playlist where I just throw anything <laughs> psychopathic, uh, magic ninja. Real life, I don't know anything in that realm, a little globe. We call world. that Juggalo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I have this version in there, not the original. So that would think I'd have to agree. Then I'm okay with it that. Stands out. Now, something I've noticed that I don't know if this is. Uh, I assume this is widely known, but in my re-listening to all this in the past couple days, this is obviously a remix. They call it the somebody dissing you remix, but like the beat is exactly the same. same, Yeah. Now, I was trying to figure out if it was different. How do I want to say it? Different recordings. Like to me, Madrox's verse sounded a little different. You think they re-recorded his? Maybe it it was hard to tell because I'm listening to it while I'm driving and while I'm at work. But uh, the yeah, if they didn't. Uh, the beat is different enough. Not like the, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'm not really coming <laughs> to a point. The the finished song for most tasteless. Mm-hmm. The beat was definitely more polished. The right. whole sound was more polished. 
at the very beginning, you know, we were talking about like the chatter. Mm -hmm. That is not as much in the final version as it is in this one. You can hear it a lot different in this one. Okay. Um, you can definitely hear it at the end of the Blaze verse, which obviously is not on the original, but like you hear Madrox be like, damn, like that's what I'm talking about. You can hear it differently in front of Monoxide's verse too. Now, there's a part. Oh, fuck. I'll try to play the section of it when I do the editing here, but you're good at this. How does this, how does this song start? How does the beat start? And it, and it does that for the first couple lines, yeah. and then there's like the yeah. like the 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 bass behind Kicks it. In. That is way stronger in the in the remix than it yeah. is in the original. And I don't think it's like a bad cut or a bad rip or whatever. Like I think. That was the original, how it sounded. And then they polished it Turned up a it little. Turned it down a little bit because it was too heavy. You also... Which is weird that the second, you know, you think they would be adding Blaze, so why would you, like, have the less polished version? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, again, now I'm going in multiple tangents, this version was how they recorded it. Yeah, first they, they had Blaze already. Yes, like, they had this song in the can, they brought it to Psychopathic, they... Not horribly, not like, I know why they did it, but they cut Blaze out, but then they like revamped, maybe re-recorded, but definitely like polished up that Cleaned song. Cleaned it up. Because if you notice, as I mentioned earlier, how I like how when he says, uh, uh, drop a beat and I'll rap mm-hmm. acapella, in this version, they don't drop oh, the really? beat. Oh, really? I don't remember that. So it's... it's <laughs> Oh, I mean, wow. that's not the, the proof of everything I'm saying is right, but like... I it, need to re-listen to this episode just so I can hear you drop it in here so I can hear the difference. Fuck a disc, cause you let your colors show. Too many times, it goes way deeper than rhyme. Fuck a beat, cause I rock acapella. Crazy ass fella, used to fuck Cinderella. In the back of the pumpkin coach, smoking roach after roach. Fuck all night and in the morning, make me French toast. Long story short of what I've been saying for the past five minutes, like I'll try to sum it up like a human being. <laughs> I think they recorded this version first, and then they remastered it, for lack of a better word, for Most Tasteless. Yeah, and they just threw in the little bells and like whistles, that. like had that, the bass is very like early 90s, HOK sounding. <laughs> yes, it's just a use of... <laughs> You're in the car and your windows are fucking shaking. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you can hear it in the most tasteless version, but you can't like feel it like yeah. in this one. So I think the remix is the raw version and then they brought it to, you know, the boss man and they, they cleaned it up a little bit. I mean, going back to, we are talking about them all being buddies and group and all bounce together. I guess that would, you know, make sense. They wanted one of their, one of their friends on the feature, and they're like, yeah, hold on, no. Right. We gotta put you guys over. You have us, and that's it. Kind of like when uh, Eminem wanted fucking all those guys on his first album. They're like, no, you sell first, and then you'll fucking... And then he did, and was able to do D12 with all yeah. of them, but that's almost the same thing here, where they're like, no, we're not putting your guys on until we make sure you're solid. Or it just, I guess the name Blaze was what threw me off, because I'm like, I thought maybe they gave Blaze that name, you know, when he was signed. Um, That's... Yeah, now we're now you're throwing. That's the part me off. that threw me off. Is Blaze? He always says I'm Big Blaze at the start. 
but he does say ISI. And yeah, that's a real good question. When did he come up with the name Blaze? Because then uh, this is not a. Well, it's only a two-year uh, difference, right? Or not even from the EP to Most Tasteless. Uh, yeah, not even two years. It's like when did Crazy Clan? Like that's the whole well, thing. That should, yeah, to the, me, the that's timeline a, of Crazy Clan to Most Tasteless to the EP. Chris means um, uh, not Crazy Clan. What did I just say? Crazy, uh, uh, two Crazy Devils. Two crazy Devils. Why does yeah. everything have crazy in it? <laughs> And they're all K. K's. No C's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking Detroit rap in the mid-90s. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> no fun intended. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's weird. Like, my time frame is always so off. But yeah, like, that could be 92 or 96 or 98. Like, right. it's all the same to me, but it's vastly different. I mean, it's. I feel like it's close enough that he probably could have had the name Blaze, thinking, all right, that's my new name. You know? Yeah. That's There's- a good... Good point. He rapped it. I'm thinking that this was like just them sitting around. Hey, we're boys. We're just going to go in the studio and just rap something real quick. He could have even just added that at the beginning. It could have had something different there. And when they dropped this, but yeah, that would have been, you would have heard, you would have been able to notice. Yeah, yeah. I would think. And if he would have re-recorded it, I don't think everything else would have sounded as, as like raw, I didn't say that. <laughs> as raw as it was, so I don't think it's shitty because, like I said, I threw this in my playlist and I bump it. Yeah, no, I I like this version. Um, Produce that shit, yep. <laughs> but you ain't shit, yep. Shove it all up in your asshole. <laughs> That's a great line. By the way, if you want a, a fun read, go to uh, oh jeez, E Lyrics World and read Blazes <laughs> lyrics for this because none of it makes any sense. No, that we've. <laughs> talked about that in every episode if you're looking up lyrics online you really have to make sure that you know it no one knows what everyone's saying everyone thinks they know but right. they don't and you go and you look at what people think they hear and they're not hearing that and at this, all this this e-lyrics world.com makes it feel like it's just a ai robot like scanning it and just like trying to because none of it makes any sense no it's horrible it's <laughs> one of the worst ones i've seen us come across the one I have is obviously exactly correct because I found it and that's perfect. I still wouldn't give you ass the time of day. He's a punk. God, this, it's fucking sweet. sweet this one verse. says, and take that saw machine and pull it and pull up in your ass hoe. <laughs> saw machine. They're working at the uh, the foundry. <laughs> Big blaze in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's so. his, his diss to his co-workers working <laughs> fucking double shifts in the sawmill. He said I'm on my man's dust, not too old. And take the door machine and jump it all up in your asshole. Flip me gold ass, nigga. Put me going pop up. Crack that ass with my rock. You the fuck. You think somebody visited you, they probably are. So all right. Um... So we skipped over it, but we can go back here real quick. Is there really, uh... Everlasting, like juggalo, historical feel to this lines. You know anything that stands the test of time? No, I mean the the ISI stuff's just interesting for historical reference, but nothing that you said does a a juggalo line, a uh, like a, a thing they reference or yeah, yeah, no became a, a chant or anything. No. Yeah, I would agree. We talked about the other versions, so I think we're just going to jump right into 
We didn't discuss oh, uh, the oh, sample sorry. on this. Oh, I forgot. Go yes. right ahead. Well, there, we, well, there hasn't been any gotta, samples in a while here. You got to The sample should be like the first thing we I know. About. What, are we, what are you doing? We got sidetracked. But this is a very sweet sample by the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. We'll, we'll have a link to that <laughs> in, the, in the notes and on the website. The track Capricorn way. from Music You All. Music You All. 1976 and it's it's a very uh slow down you hear it you could hear it they definitely sped it up on this uh track but it's it's a funky uh funky song here sample kicks in like a minute in you gotta listen to like you know some talking some nonsense but once you about a minute in you hear the hear the sample and you can hear it for sure it's nice feels good (laughs) it's nice it feels good Now you're uh, now when you do that, it's gonna be the slow down jazz. <laughs> the slow down. That's so far every every sample I wind up liking the sample better than the song. So sorry, <laughs> twisted. <laughs> well, that's just the magic of uh, twisted and and ROC and Scott Sumner, right? Yes, They're finding these gems and <laughs> making gold out of them. So that's a that's a good one. That's a nice little ditty that we found on the internet that uh produced by david axelrod not the david axelrod who was obama's campaign manager <laughs> just gotta sneak the, the politics in here can't can't go without that all right so overall how are you feeling about this song uh if we're going either twisted history or you know i guess we'll start with within most tasteless Within most tasteless uh probably bottom half i like the song like i said i throw it on playlist if it comes on it's a good it's a good party tune nice uh background thing but as a whole on the album no nah, i think it's a bottom half maybe yeah so you say i like everything but i i put this one lower you're just doing that because i called you out all season <laughs> for putting everything on the top i want to put it in the middle but i'm like something's got to be lower i agree you can't have a number one without a number two right? maybe lower half of the middle <laughs> Jesus, <what laughs> upper a- half of the bottom <laughs> Suck ass, Chris. <laughs> if anything, for the hook alone, I think it falters and falls towards the bottom of the CD. But the uh, the remix version, I like. So I, I'm not saying this would work on Most Tasteless, but I'm not hating on the song completely. It doesn't even, like I said, it doesn't feel like it fits on Most Tasteless. It feels like a Cryptic Collection song. It doesn't feel like a, it should be a B-side that they didn't put on the album you know what i mean yeah it's very again we've said it a million times but it's a very gray area of like yeah it was an hok sounding song and it didn't really fit in here not that the hok songs fit here anyway because it's very split cd to begin with but this kind of wedges right in there no the rest all even the early hok ones that uh Oh, Top down earlier. Those are bangers. Yeah, like that's, but they fit. They fit the vibe of the album. Where this feels like, if you would have put out a single, this should have been the B side. Like they recorded it in the same time, but it doesn't fit the album. You know, 
It's a good song on its own, thrown in a Forgotten Freshness, Cryptic Collection, or a B-side, but on most tastes, it just doesn't seem to fit to me. Yeah, I'll buy that. So um, it's obviously not in your uh, all-time list here. All-time twisted? Ooh, no, probably not. We're, I guess we wouldn't do that now after one album, but what, if we didn't, we're going to say on our all-time twisted list, how many numbers, how many positions do we get? Top 25, top 10? Uh, top 10 probably feels more reasonable for yeah, I'd this say discussion. Like, I'd say like 10 or 15 if you're making like a, a best-of CD. Yeah, CD for, for someone uh, mixtape. CDR yeah. length seventy two minutes. Yeah, strong. I don't. I don't think it would be on that list. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but they all can't be. I don't want to say they can't be winners, but you just you can't like every song. And maybe uh, you, the listener, loves the song, and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't like murder, murder, murder. That's fine too. That's you just you like what you like. Only some fine. people like jerking off on pillowcases. That's Pete. <laughs> I do not. That's, go back and listen to that episode if you want to know why Chris is talking about jerking off on pillowcases. Oh, you have anything else about this song? Or are we ready to wrap this boy up? That's all I got. Are we, are we going to have a long, drawn-out outro, just like <laughs> the song actually does? Or just ramble on? Just a lot of chatter. <laughs> kind of like how we end every episode, because we don't know how to end. So I'm going to take this opportunity to end this episode here. Thank you for listening to the Somebody Dissing You episode, episode seven of season one. We're trucking along here. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Juggalo RWD. Facebook, also Juggalo Rewind. Email us. We don't get enough emails. Juggalo RWD at gmail.com. You can go to our website and listen to our nonsense and see some of our fun videos at juggalorewind.com and you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, anywhere where you listen to. If you're on Apple, give us a little rate ski, a little review ski. That's good for the algorithm, as they say. It is. And uh, wherever you're listening to it, feel free to download. You don't just have to stream. We argue about how that affects our numbers. and we just <laughs> No one knows. No one knows. Well, I know. People know, but <laughs> these two assholes don't know. <laughs> Definitely not. I know that we have one person listening in the Philippines and two in India and the three in the UK. So make yourself seen. We want to know who you are. Did you just accidentally click us? Did you, <laughs> like, you, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> did you mean to listen to one of the other Juggalo uh, podcasts? It's possible. Who knows? But, but now you found us, and now you love us, right? Yeah, how come there's only one? Did Mr. <laughs> Philippines only uh, listen to the one episode and not like us? I'm sorry. So I hope you're listening to this one, and I hope you didn't shut it off by now. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for sticking around. We will see you next week on... The Juggalo Rewind. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season one of The Juggalo Rewind, Most Tasteless, has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you.